Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Um, the scripture reading today is going to be out of 2 Kings 6. We're going to go 2 Kings 6, 8 through 20. 2 Kings 6, 8 through 20. Say amen when you get there. Wave when you get there. Some way, somehow, let me know when you get there. 2 Kings 6, verse 8 through 20. Amen? All right. Once, when the king of Syria was warring against Israel, he took counsel with his servants, saying, At such and such a place be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are going down there. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God told him. Thus he used to warn him, so that he saved himself there more than once or twice. And the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, none of us, my Lord, O king, but Elijah, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. And he said, go and see where he is that I may send and seize him. It was told him, Bethel, uh, behold, he is in Dothan. So he sent their horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elijah prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And when the Syrians came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Please strike this people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness in accordance with the prayer of Elisha. And Elisha said to them, This is not the way, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. And he led them to Syria. As soon as they entered Samaria, Elisha said, O Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they may see. So the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. Amen. Thank God for the reading. Can I say something real quick? Okay. Um, so usually when scripture reading, you're not supposed to teach the word on, on the word or anything like that. But you all seen that the, the service today was vision for more, right? A vision for more. So as one thing I was reading, you know, I, I read this story a couple of times. And um, Elisha knew that there were chariots around there because he had seen them before. He could not have asked the Lord to impart the vision unless he had seen the vision before, right? Pat PD said it last week. He said that God had told him to preach this message to us. He said that God actually came to him a couple of times, right, and told him that he needs to share this word with us. So God has shown something to our pastor that he wants to show to you guys, right, for our church, for your families, for your jobs, whatever it may be, God wants to show you something today, right? So receive PD as he comes to the prayer and just be ready to receive. Amen. Glory to God. How's everybody doing on this wonderful Sunday? It's a great day. It's a great day to be alive. Let's give God some praise. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be alive. Thank you, Father. I pray that you um, use me, take my mouth, make it um, your mouthpiece. Uh, seek you, be cool, Rebbe, seek it. 
I connect my tongue to my spirit. I thank you for a supernatural divine utterance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to continue our series. Mr. Cleavon actually came in late, so we're going to cut him up. <laughs> um, so we are actually, um, this is a sword my brother gave to me many years ago. Uh, isn't it wonderful? This, this thing is heavy. So today I'm going to cut you with the word. The word of God is two-edged sword, is able to divine the, the asunder of the spirit and the soul. So I'm going to go after some stinking thinking today, um, especially when it comes to wealth building. So we're going to just stab you and then heal you at the same time. And we're going to make you feel uncomfortable and we're going to bring comfort. We're going to um, make you feel sad because of the things that are going to fall up in your mind. And then we're going to build you up. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that's the word of God. Uh, so as we talk about the vision for more, I just thought about, you know, it'd be nice to have a nice big truck, you know, Miss missionaries need that when they go in third world countries. Um, also I, I see, we gotta, we gotta have a vision for more, right? We gotta think more, bigger. So some of y'all have never experienced this. So I, you know, the Lord has been so good. We, we decided to bring you some candy from Greece. Um, it's different. It tastes different. So I'm gonna pass this around. Um, take as much as you want. Don't take the whole bag. Just you know, think about others. I mean, <laughs> so um, here's some here's some candy from Athens, Greece. So go ahead and, and enjoy it. Um, that's something different, right? And then what we're gonna do is um, we're gonna do some exercise. We got some um, um, pass out some index cards for y'all. Notice they're big, right? <laughs> Vision for more. Miss Somi, come right here. <laughs> Glory to Give Somi a hand. She's been faithful, consistent. So um, I got this book for you, and I believe this book will change your life. A uh, wonderful teacher by the name of Kate McVeigh. Here you go. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Glory to God. So, um, how many could use some prosperity? Amen. Amen. Um, Angel, come on up. Come on up. Prosperity. Prosperity is on you. <laughs> Glory to God. So um, this is a, a nice book um, by Kenneth E. Hagen called Biblical Keys to Financial Prosperity. Change your life. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. All right. <laughs> so um, we're going to dive right into this word. Uh, thank you, Lord. Somebody helping me preach already. Amen. Amen. Um, I've been um, walking. I, I've been walking the last couple of days, four miles. Amen. I, I gained nine pounds in Uganda and I lost those nine pounds in a week. <laughs> Glory to God. The Lord is good. <laughs> Stop eating the starches. <laughs> um, praise God. God is so faithful and um I don't know about you, but I have a vision for more. So today we're going to talk about more, vision for more. Last week we talked about um, vision for increase. Next week we're going to talk about conflicting riches, a conflict with riches. I, I need some of those cards, so don't, you know, yeah, yeah. you can take as many as you want, but I like my index cards. <laughs> so um, next week we're going to talk about the dangers of money, the dangers of riches, but today I'm going to lay down the foundation for vision for more. And I want to give a testimony how faithful the Lord is. Uh, when I came back 
Uh, and uh, you know how you have to go through customs? So I went through customs, and guess what they did to your pastor? They detained me. <laughs> I was about to go to prison, jail, I mean. <laughs> and so I, they was like, come here. So I went in the back, and I'm like, okay, what did I do? And then they took a long time, and they, um, so I'm just confessing favor. I thank you, Lord, your anger is but for a moment, but your favor is a lifetime, and I claim favor. And so they's like, you, come in the back. And I went in the back, and they's like, yeah, so we don't know if you're really you or somebody else, but somebody did something. They wouldn't tell me what it was, but um, you know, it looks like we're going to have to arrest you if you're that person. I was like, oh, okay. So I figured, I said, you know, I have a prison ministry. That's fine. I had a prison ministry for about five years. I could have another one. And so I was just thinking, <laughs> <laughs> and so they uh, ran my fingerprints. They, he was on the phone with his supervisor, and they ran it twice. I was like, okay. <laughs> And, um, and then he was like, well, you're not that person, so we're going to let you go. I said, praise God. So I, I forgot to tell you all about that. And then I want to also testify, once again, everywhere I go, it seems like Jesus the dentist shows up. And so if you have teeth issues today, um, don't be surprised that Jesus starts operating on your teeth. He removes in some of the services, he, both in the United States and Uganda, he removes um, tooth infections. So sometimes when you have to have a root canal, the Jesus will come in and manifest and start operating on your teeth. Now, I'm talking to him right now about filling people's mouths with um, teeth, with um, silver and gold and put a little cross on it. I'm talking, I'm having conversations with God. So I want God to do that um, for, for me, for you. Amen. <clears throat> Y'all think I'm playing, but seriously. I really do believe that the Lord does that, and he has done that in the past, not through me, but through uh, many of those great generals who are now in heaven. Amen. So if you need some, you need some operations, some, some stuff going on with your teeth, thank God for insurance, but I mean, know that Jesus can do some things right now while we're talking. Amen. I, I expect him to do that. And you go and like, oh man, my teeth. Oh God, what's happening? You might see a little cross like, whoa, look at that. So praise God. All right. Uh, Father, I thank you for giving your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look at the scripture, Psalm 115, verses 12 through 16, um, ESV. The Lord has remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and who else? And your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the who? Children of men. Children of man, I'm sorry. And so we're going to, let's look at verse 12. It says, and the Lord has remembered us. The Lord has remembered us. He has, he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. So the Lord knows your name. What a wonderful um, testimony. The Lord knows your name. He knows your name. He knows the name of every person in every country and every, there's 195 nations and he knows every, 
all the cities, all the districts, all the rural countries, it doesn't matter. He knows everybody's name by, he knows everybody by their name. Isn't that wonderful? He has not forgotten you and he knows your name. Um, he knows everything about you. He has, he has you on his mind. Everybody say, God has me, God has me. on my mind. Now, the, the religion of man actually tells us that God is mad at us. God is angry. God is um, he, he, he thinks us as dirt. But I want to remind you that he knows you by name. He, he is remind. He thinks about you often, all the time, actually. So go with me to Jeremiah 29, 11, a passage that you should be familiar with. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says this out of ESV. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He's speaking to Israel, but it's applicable to all of God's people. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not to put you on welfare, <laughs> uh, and, and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. This is um, a promise for the people of God in every century, every, every dis time. So God has not forgotten about your labor of love. He sees you on the inside and out. He knows what's going on with your body right now. He knows what's happening. There's things called the silent killers, you know, like um, high blood pressure, diabetes. He knows what's happening to your heart. He knows all of your cells. He knows the number of your hair. I do have hair, by the way, and I choose to cut it every Every day, every other day. So don't let's not get it twisted. All right. I went to the barbershop four, three times in Uganda <laughs> and I go almost every week here so I can grow hair. So don't don't make no jokes. Um, he knows the hairs on your head. He knows what's in your accounts. He knows everything about you. He knows your very thoughts. He knows your past and present and past, present and future. When you get a revelation of how valuable you are to the Lord, everything changes. John Calvin, the reformer, actually says, to know God is to know oneself. To know oneself is to know God. So as you begin to know who you are in Christ, you begin to know who God is. And as you know God, he begins to bring identity to you. One of the things he did in Ephesians 1, he put his spirit as a seal upon you. <laughs> I mean, and then he turns around in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 6, 7. He says, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You can't get no closer than, to a person than being inside of them. So he knows you. He, 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 he does not dwell in, we call this the house of the Lord, but he dwells in people. And Paul, the apostle Paul, Ephesians 3 says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom the whole family have in earth is name, that according to the riches of his glory, that he may strengthen you in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. So God wants to be the one who sits upon the throne of your life. In Ephesians 1, let's go there. We're still talking about vision for more, but this is connected to vision for more. You have to have a healthy view of yourself. You have to think of yourself like God thinks of you. If you think of yourself as nothing, then it, it robs your confidence of who God made you to be. And when you lack confidence, then the anointing cannot flow through you. <laughs> the bolder you are, the more he'll show up. The Bible says um, the righteous is as bold as a lion. Know who you are. 
Stand in your grace. Stand in your calling. Stand in who God made you. He gave you his identity. He gave you his spirit. He gave you his DNA. He gave you his name. Glory to God. We have something that the angels came to testify of. Amen. Um, angels um, bow before him night and day. Somebody asked a question recently. When we go to heaven, this is in Uganda, one of the little kids. And she said, are we going to be praising God all the time? And I said, no, we're not. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> are we going to be angels? You know, people, when people die, people are quick to say God needed another angel. He doesn't need another angel. So you're not going to turn into somebody dies. They're not an angel. He doesn't, oh, I need another angel, so let me take him. No, no, no. Um, it never talks about the Lord taking us. In the New Testament, it talks about us going to be with the Lord. He only took a few people. Um, Elijah, he took Christ. <laughs> um, he only sent one person to hell, which is Jesus. You know, so, so let's not get it twisted in thinking that, you know, he needs another angel. The Bible actually says in Ephesians 1 that we're seated at his right hand. Right hand speaks of uh, uh, power, authority. No, there's no angels at his right hand. And guess what? You and I are positionally in Christ. So Ephesians 1 verse 18, this is the prayer you've heard me pray. If you've been around me a little bit, you've heard me pray this. And I've been praying this ever since I was about 15 or 16. I'm still in my 40s. Glory to God. I'm still in my 40s. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1 verse um, 19, 18 says this. And this is a prayer. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you in this latter part. And what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? So the latter part says, what are the value? What are the values of his glorious inheritance in the saints? One person actually thought that it's talking about our inheritance, but it's actually talking about his inheritance. How many know that God has an inheritance in us? We are his portion. We are his inheritance. That's, that's some good news. So I began to pray this. I heard a missionary talk about this prayer, and I began to discover it and begin to pray this. And as a result of praying this, since I was 15 all the way to this day, the Lord has, by his spirit, given me, has answered that prayer to the place that I know who I am and I know how valuable I am. If you'll pray the Ephesians 1 prayer, verses 15, 16, 17 through verse 20, 21, 22, I think, um, you'll begin to see that you're praying, Paul is praying for this church. One of the things he's praying, he says, I'm praying that you may know how valuable you are to God. When you know how valuable you are to God, nothing can, it doesn't matter. You're not insecure about who you are. There's some people who can preach me, who can flow in greater miracles. I'm not threatened. Glory to God. Praise God. Me and the pastor from Uganda, I, I, I was telling my wife how our anointing, we, they flow together. They complement each other. He said, I go get them and you preach to them. <laughs> and I'm telling you, knowing how valuable you are to God, you got to know how valuable you are to God. You're just not, no, you're not a nobody. Stop telling you, stop saying that you're a nobody. I'm just, a, if you're saved, you're not a sinner, you're a saint. And a saint is not somebody who lived a perfect life, like Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa does not have more righteousness than you if she put her faith in Christ and you put your faith in Christ. But the temptation is to say Mother Teresa is a saint because she is righteous. 
Well, she's only righteous because of the blood of Jesus. And you and I are only righteous because of the blood of Jesus. You are something big. You are, I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> you are a big deal. You are valuable. Let me, let me just talk about you real quick. I remember I was at a church and I, I preached a little bit of this recently. And the praise and worship, bless her darling heart and stupid head. She got up and she decided to say, you know, we've been just hearing about how big deal we are. And now we're going to put our eyes on him. She just missed the whole message. Because as we glorify who God is in us and how what he made us to be, as we function in that which God has called us, he is glorified. He is not glorified when you have a distorted view of yourself. It does not bring him glory. And I heard the, 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 the psalmist um, Donald Lawrence, and I've been um, playing it a lot, how God gets glory when you, when you operate in the gift that God has given you. When you function in that grace and you function in why you exist, God gets glory. When you're out of place, God is not glorified. The Bible says, and for, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. First Corinthians chapter 12 says that God has placed everybody into the body of Christ. So you don't even have purpose until you come to Jesus. And when you come to Jesus, he gives you purpose. He, he, he brings valuable value to you. Now you know who you are. I used to, for years and years and years, grew up in Arkansas, and I used to look down. Just look down. People talk to me. I look down. And my dad said to me one day, he says, why do you do that? I said, I don't know. He said, that's from slavery. And he talked to me. He said, don't you ever look down again. You are not enslaved. Look up. Look people in their eyes. Don't be afraid. I was, uh, it was amazing. Some of the young men over in Uganda, they, they were saying, so tell me about black men in the in, in United States. And, and, and so I was asking questions because as I was walking down, you know, people look and you like look at them. But I grew up. You know, Jonesboro, Arkansas, then it moved to Trenton, Trenton. And, and, and I, I was there, and I remember if you looked at people in the eyes, it's like, what's up? We're going to fight. You know, but over there, it's, there's no threat. They're like, they look at you just like, hey, what's up? I said, are they threatened or are they trying to fight me? I was just trying to get ready. They all look at it, and it's like, no, no, they're not threatened. I don't know why you African-American men are threatened. I, said, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I said, yeah. So when you come and visit me in the United States, don't be like, yo, what's up? <laughs> I just, you know, I just try to save you some trouble. But it's amazing. But my dad said, don't look at people down. Look them in the eye. You are somebody. Listen, don't let the devil tell you. The devil beats people up all the time. I'm just a nobody. Got songs about it. I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody about somebody who can save their soul. Well, he made me into somebody. He made you into somebody. You are valuable. You are righteous. You, I, I can't say this enough, but let, let me tell you this. I believe this with all my heart. I am God's favorite son. <laughs> I believe the Lord loves me so much. <laughs> you cannot convince me. You could, if you, you had a gun to me, you would never, I would never deny or, or the, the fact that he loves me. Not only does he love me, but he likes me. When I got the revelation, Kurt Franklin came out with the song. He likes me. <laughs> Am I lying? I got the revelation. <laughs> and then Kurt wrote about it. <laughs> Listen, he likes you. He loves you. Know who you are. Know your value, what your worth. I'm not talking about your, within yourself. I'm talking about because he gave you identity. 
Know who you are. Walk into that job today or tomorrow and, and know who you are. Amen. Stop letting people walk over you and talk to you any kind of way. I never forget when I was um, the pastor of Budweiser for a few years. Um, this, this guy, he, he and, and Tassandi knows this guy because she actually got in a fight with this guy. We ain't talk about. He, he actually cussed me out. He said, you MF, you come and see me because I'm going to get you in shape. I said, excuse me. He's talking to me. And I walked away from him because I felt the old Adam coming up. <laughs> I said, oh, God, this Adam, I thought he was dead. I thought he was in the grave. <laughs> he was like coming up and all of a sudden cuss words were hitting my mind. I said, oh, my God, Jesus, I want to cuss him out. I want to beat him up. Oh, God, I'll kill him. I'm going to prison. <laughs> and I just felt those words and I had to walk away. But I called back, hey, oh, God. And he's like, what, are you okay? <laughs> I said, I'm interceding for myself because <laughs> he just insulted my my. You are the image bearers of God. You are you you have God's image on the inside of you, and you can't just talk about it any kind of way. In order to have vision for more, you got to know who you are. I mean, you are God's son and daughter in the Son. You are special. You are you are highly blessed and favored by God. Not flavored, favored <laughs> by God. God favors you. That's who you are. I'm here to destroy some low self-esteem. It doesn't matter what you've been through. You've been through hell and back. Welcome to the world. Look up. Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep on walking. <laughs> if you're going through a hard time in your life, just keep on walking. Your test is temporary. But God and his promises are permanent. We, the world is in a crisis. They're in an identity crisis. They don't know who they are. Some people, I'm going to go away and find myself. Find Jesus, you find yourself. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, as, as a Christian, you should never, I need to find myself. I don't know. No, you need to get in that word and find out who he said you are. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. So I believe with all my heart that God loves PD. God, that I'm a big deal to God. I believe that he moves heaven and earth for me. I'm going to tell you a little secret. Last two or three years, I've been talking to the Lord about this um, winter. I said, Lord, let it be light. And I'm saying to you, God has caused us to have a light winter last three or four years because I've been talking to him about it. <laughs> Y'all thought it was just by chance. <laughs> I said, Lord, you know, I don't feel like something like that. So, Lord, let it be light. <laughs> and he's been faithful. I'm saying faithful. I I'm telling you, if those who get, get married, you say, Lord, let, let it be sunshine. sunshine. And, you know, they, they predicted rain. But the Lord will cause the sun to come out on your day. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to believe you have that type of relationship. I don't need no priest outside of Jesus. I don't need nobody. I need to go to no prophet. Oh, everybody, everybody want a word, especially in Africa. They be like, you got a word for me? You, no, the Bible. Read the Bible. You'll have the word. <laughs> and they told me, they said, your ministry is needed here because everybody's doing prophecy. <laughs> I said, I'm preaching the prophecy, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I'm telling you, you don't need somebody to validate you. No man, no woman outside of Christ to validate you. Amen. I just needed to tell you that this morning, you are valuable to God. Jesus spilled his blood, not spilled, shed his blood for you. He bought you with his blood. He owns you twice, one by creation and one by his blood. He redeemed you. He made you somebody. So stop looking down at yourself. Stop thinking of yourself less than. Now, don't think of yourself more highly. There's some people who believe that. I'm just somebody, you know, and they, they, they think more highly. But to think highly of yourself, just not more, more highly. 
That's all I have for that. That's, 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 that's something that came on me really strong. So the good news is that PD is not the only one that God loves. He really loves me. I'm telling you, he loves me. One time I had a dream, a vision of me dying early. And the Lord said to me when I was in heaven, what are you doing up here? Your assignment is not finished. So I said, okay, I'm valuable on earth. Let me go back in my head. <laughs> All right. So go back to Psalms 115. 115. I was on a plane. It was crazy stuff happening in the plane. I said, this plane can't go down, can't go down because I'm on it. <laughs> this plane is blessed because you got to think like that. God blessed Joseph. And everywhere Joseph went, it was blessed. Everywhere you go, you're blessed. Amen. Everywhere you go, your company is blessed because you're there. Your family line is blessed because you're in it. You got to believe that you change the dynamics of your family because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. If God will change, will not cause judgment to come on Sodom and Gomorrah uh, for, you know, if he can find 12, 10, how much more than the United States? People are like, God is judging America. Oh, God's wrath. No, 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 not while I'm here. When I rapture, when I go away, let, let the judgment come. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, out. Let it go. Let it release. Antichrist. But while I'm here, it's blessed. The Bible says we are the salt of the earth. Y'all know what salt does. It preserves. <laughs> Glory to God. So um, let's go back to verse 12. The Lord has remembered you. That, I got that all from that one passage part. The Lord has remembered. So one day I was in our apartment. I was singing. God has not forgotten. No, 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 no. Um, not forgotten. Um, he knows my name. I am, I am not forgotten. God knows my name. You, you got to think like that. He knows your name. He calls you by name. He greets you with mercy every morning. You should have been dead in your grave, but thank God for Jesus. You plead, the Je you plead Jesus. Hey, you come before God. I come to you on the basis of Jesus. Deal with me according to the righteousness of Jesus. Glory to God. He remembers, or he remembered, he has remembered us. Then he goes on and says, he, he has blessed, he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel and bless the house of Aaron. He's going to bless the house of the rights. He's going to bless your house. So you need to put your house, your last name in there. Go ahead and do it real quick. He will, bless, he will bless, come on, say it with some gusto. He will bless the house of rights. Yes. <laughs> Let's give a shout out to um, Ashley and Stacy. They're becoming one today. Amen. They will be husband and wife. Glory to God. <laughs> come on, give it up, give it up. That's a good thing. Now, Stacy thought he had favor, but he hasn't seen favor. It's about to hit his life so hard. Everything about to change. The Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. And your life is about to change. Favor is about to come upon you. You had a little favor, but you about to have some great favor coming on you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Mm. Thank you, Lord. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. 
The blessing of the Lord. We're going to talk about it in our last uh, sermon in this series. The blessing of the Lord. We're going to talk about the blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. In other words, God adds to you. He, he, he multiplies you. Um, he, he, he does subtract <laughs> and he does divide. He's a mathematician. God is a mathematician. The Lord gives and he takes away. He gives joy and takes away sorrow. He gives life and takes away death. Come on. He gives prosperity and takes away poverty. Amen. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, and so we see that the scripture says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. If you got sorrow, that means that's not blessing. If you bought something and there's sorrow with it, there's no blessing. If you're in a relationship and there's sorrow with that relationship, there's no blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. How do you know if something's from God? It's going to add to you. It's not going to bring you down. It's not going to bring sorrow. Go with me to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Thank you, Lord. We're talking about the vision for more. How many know we need to have more? We need to think about more. And this, is, this message is not a self-centered message of, of greed. Some will accuse us of that. But you know what? Those same men and women who accuse us of that, I, mean, I know one guy, and, and, and he, 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 he's a um, real harsh critic of people like myself. Um, he makes more than the president. So it's easy for him to say, oh, this prosperity gospel. Yeah, okay, yeah. So let me take away your salary and, and see how, <laughs> if you believe in, if you don't believe in prosperity, then don't go to the job. Don't, don't work. If you don't believe in healing, don't go to the doctor when you're sick. Don't take medicine. I mean, it just makes sense to me. Like, why would God, so you don't believe God can do it supernaturally, but you think he can use just man? Come on, give me a break. I mean, it doesn't make, that, that, that logic is, is, is diabolical. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get on that. Deuteronomy 28, verse 2. Let's go. Let's go. Let's chase this. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. If you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. Notice the scripture. This is a promise. The blessing of the Lord is waiting to chase you down and overtake you. The blessing of the Lord. Say, the blessings of the Lord, the of the Lord chases, me chases me down and overtakes me. Overtake me. Amen. Psalm 23, verse 6. Let's go over there. I'm just going to take my time with this. Psalm 26, I'm looking at my time. Psalm 26, 23, I'm sorry. 23, Psalm 23. We're talking about the vision for more. Well, we saw from Psalm 115 that God wants to bless you and your children. He wants to increase you. How many, can, how many could use some increase in your life? <laughs> how many could have some more? You want some more? Okay, listen. Psalm 23. Psalm 23, let's look at this. This is a, a, um, a, a wonderful scripture. They usually read this in, um, when it comes to uh, funerals. Psalm 23, verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow, you, follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So right behind you, wherever you go, there's some goodness and mercy. There's blessings everywhere you go. If you believe the word of God, act like it. So when you walk into a room, there's blessings because you just showed up. The blessing of the Lord, um, goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. Wherever I go, there's some goodness and mercy following me. The blessing of the Lord is chasing me down and overtaking me. So you got to believe there, there's one guy who was confessing this 
And um, as he was driving, this lady's like, hey, wait a minute. He thought she was crazy. So she, he just kept driving, kept driving. And he's like, wait a minute. So she got in the car and chased him. And guess what? She said, the Lord told me to give you $200. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord chases you down and overtakes you. Amen. You better put that in your mouth that there's money looking for you. Amen. There's increase in favor and promotion looking for you right now. There are angels working on your behalf right now. Glory to God. Some of you, I don't believe it. Oh, you don't have it. Let me have your angels. <laughs> let, let me take your blessings. Amen. I can use it. Um, so this scripture, and then Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. And sometimes people like to allocate spiritual blessing as, oh, this just being with Christ. But the blessing includes finances. It includes finances. So let me give you two scriptures that to prove this. It says that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ in heavenly places. So you've been blessed. You're not, you, you are not trying to get blessed. You are the blessed. You are the blessed. Everybody say, I am the blessed. So me giving doesn't get me blessed. It just, it, 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 it's a manifestation of who I am. I am blessed. I'm not trying to get something that God has not already given me. When I got born again, I got blessed. Amen. Jesus saved me. I got blessed. And along with that salvation, and sometimes people only allocate my forgiveness of sin, but how many know that salvation is a it's, it's a holistic salvation. It's a holistic package. And there's some benefits with our salvation. So the greatest blessing is that my sins are forgiven. And he made me brand new. Uh, then he turns around. He says, you know what? I'm going to give you some healing for your body. I made my son sick so that you can have health in your body. Uh, and then I turned around and made him poor so you can be rich. I sent him to hell so you go to heaven. I get, God took your name and placed it in the Lamb's Book of Life so that you can use his name on the earth to overcome the devil. Do you understand how blessed you are that whenever you're facing a challenge, all you got to do is call on that name Jesus and that challenge has to obey you. I was thinking about this and I was thinking about like animals and, and specifically like serpents, reptiles. And I was just thinking about how the devil can influence reptiles, reptiles to, to torment you. Do you believe that devils can influence people and influence things? And so I was thinking of how much more for, for God to speak to those animals. That when I'm around, I remember I was in Uganda and there was a big dog. It was taller than me and it jumped on me and my heart's like, oh, Jesus, it looked like a lion. I was like, hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? And I was thinking, in the name of Jesus, you know, hey, what's up? I fed it in. He's like, look, don't lick me in the face. You know, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was just kind of playing around. I was like, yo, hey, but I'm telling you, Jesus can speak to an animal. And command and put such a fear in that animal for it to leave. The Bible says, um, submit yourself to God and resist the devil, he'll flee. That word resist or flee, it means to run with like in terror. So the devil can influence an animal to bite you. Jesus can put fear in that animal to stay away from you. I'm telling you that we act like. God can't do this, <laughs> that he can't tell animals what to obey. So if you find yourself in a situation where there are, there's danger, God can cause things to happen. There was one lady, she was getting robbed, and she said, in the name of Jesus, I command this, this, this gun not to shoot. And he's like, uh, 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 and it won't shoot. And the moment she got out of the way, it shot. 
it went off. You know, I'm telling you there's power in the name of Jesus and that you don't have to put up with something that God doesn't want you to have. I think sometimes people just sit back and this is, I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna, this religious way of thinking is wrong. And the way of thinking is this, God is in control. That is nowhere in the New Testament where it says God is in control. If, you know, God is in control, so I'm just going to sit back and what, Lauren Hill got it twisted. Everything is everything. No, 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 no. Everything is not everything. I got to do something about it. If you sit back, Lord is, Lord is, Lord is going to save me one day, right? If you don't call on him, you're going to be saved. You're going to be saved. I don't care how much he loves you and you're a big deal to him. If you do not call upon the Lord and believe him, he is not going to save you. You can sell whatever the Lord's will is. And, you know, people have taken that same mentality when it comes to provision. And they say, this is my lot in life. You better do something with that lot. The Lord expects you to do something with your lot. Work your land. Do something with what you got. Don't sit back and wait on God. That's lazy thinking. Let God do it. No, God is already. He, listen, God is not going to do any more than he's already done. You just got to be in a position to receive. Amen. I know that went over. I got like three amens. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm telling you, vision for more. You, you got to go after it. And, and I'm not talking about just, you know, let me get a lot of money. Why? Why? For the blessing, for the covenant of, of, of God, establishing his covenant upon the earth. You got to have a vision for more. God wants more than what you have right now. He wants to add to you right now. So it doesn't mean that by the time you get home, there might be money. But I'm saying making a decision can put you on the path of more. The path, the path of the righteous, Proverbs 4, shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. And so the more, if you're going on walking with Jesus, and the more you walk with Jesus and the less that you have, you're walking on the wrong path. Spirit of God will never lead you into poverty. He's been sent to lead you out. He won't lead you into sickness. He'll lead you into health. And that means I'm just sitting back claiming scriptures, but you're doing something. All right. I, I can't expect this weight to get off of me just sitting down. Oh, Lord, help me with my help me with my weight. He can't help you if you're not doing anything. Help. You, you know, some people, they say, Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. Eric, Eric Campbell. Help me, Jesus. Help, help, help. He shares a song. It's great. Help. Lecrae is on it. The remix. Help, help. People say that, right? Help me with these kids. What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Sometimes people, what they do in prayer, they expect, if I pray about it, that's enough. But when prayer is not enough, you got to do something with what you get in prayer. It's not what you pray. I'm just going to give it to the Lord. Okay. And the Lord says, now do something about it. Lord, Lord, Lord forgive me. You forgive others. <laughs> you forgive others, right? So, so I'm telling you, I want to challenge you. You got to do something what you have. If you don't like your life right now, do something about it. Do not sit back and expect God to do what he is giving you the ability to do. Notice in Deuteronomy 8, 18, he says, I do not. He doesn't give us wealth. He gives us power to get wealth. So everybody look at your hands. Look at your hands right now. Whatever these, the Bible says, whatever, hand, whatever your hands find to do, do it unto the Lord. He's going to bless you. He'll bless the work of your hands. 
I'm telling you what people do. This is what people do. This is what this is what people do right here. They are, uh, I'm studying. I'm studying for a test. Lord, help me to pass this test. And they have not studied. So you're asking God to violate his law of integrity to give you the answer to pass the test that you didn't put no time in. He says he'll bring all things to your remembrance. But if you didn't study, there's nothing to bring to your remembrance. My mama taught me that because <laughs> I'm trying to claim straight A's, but you got to put the work in. There's nothing for him to bring to your remembrance when you have not exposed your mind to the information. So you're asking God to cheat, to give you this test, pass this test for something you didn't do. Sometimes we want a degree without doing the work. You want the master's without becoming an expert in that area. You want the PhD without actually doing the research and doing the dissertation and learning how to, to take all this information and seeing where there is a gap so you can add to that gap, contribute and close that gap just a little bit. <laughs> you got to do something about it. Listen, if you, 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 oh God, oh God, use me, use me, use me, use me. And you go to the job and he says, he prompts you, okay, open your mouth, open your mouth, say something about Jesus. God, use me, use, just save him. He's not just going to save them. Open your mouth and share. He uses words. God is a God of words. He created the world with words. He created people's world through words. And so he, he takes the gospel, which is words, and he saves people through words. You don't open your mouth, nothing will happen. You can claim household salvation. It's not a promise, by the way, because Cornelius and his whole household heard the gospel. If your whole household is not hearing the gospel, you can't claim whole household salvation. Amen. <laughs> That's Amen. a faulty ideology. <laughs> I'm going to... Let's start. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Open your mouth and watch God give you more. You want more souls? The young man came to the house. He was telling me his sound panel. We've had 100 people come to the house, found a sound panel, um, this panel solo, solo thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I give you a new roof. I just want to put these panels on. So anyway, we went through a lot. So this young man came, and I just listened. I said, well, you just like everybody else. <laughs> You're like a Jehovah's Witness to me, actually. I just like, you tormented me. <laughs> and he just like, you know. And I said, well, I said, you go to church? I go every other Sunday. Well, are you saying, yeah, I'm a Christian? Well, what does that mean? Uh, uh, go to church. Jesus died for me. Well, what does that mean to you? I don't know. I said, can I preach to you? You got 10 minutes? Sure. I preached to him the gospel from Genesis to Revelation. <laughs> Genesis is John 3, 16. I said, you want to receive Jesus? He said, yeah. I said, let's pray the prayer right now. I said, can I, I, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Sure. I said, close your eyes. Let's pray. Father God, Father God, I believe. The boy got born again. He said, whoa. I gave him a Bible, gave him some materials. He says, where's your church at? I said, in Perth, Amboy. I said, where are you living? Philadelphia. I said, it's too far. I don't care. I'm, I'm telling my mama, I'm coming. Boy got born again. He was trying to sell me panels. I sold him Jesus. But guess what? What if I just did not open my mouth? You got to do something. Give God something to work with. You want more? Give God something to work with. He needs your faith. He needs your works. He needs your words. He needs your life. I give myself away. Now give yourself away. All right? We're going to be judged by those songs that we sing. You know, uh, like, you know, we, we, we got to do our part. All right, let's go to this, this scripture right here. And, uh, and again, I, I have not 
Second uh, <laughs> Peter, Second Peter chapter one. Vision for more. What is it that you want out of life? Stop complaining of what's what's not happening. Stop complaining. Why don't you make some things happen? Mariah, Mariah Carey. Um, she she actually has as you as you can see. I listen to a lot of music. Um, I got more music than you got life. <laughs> um, Mark here got a song that changed my life. It came out when I was a teenager, and it's called Make It Happen. And she says, I'm going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. And then she asked the Lord, the Lord's going to make it happen. And together, her and the Lord are making things happen. happen. And I'm telling you, God is a co-worker, co-laborer, co-partner with you. And he can have great things in store for you, but you got to go after your future. You got to go after your, your prosperity. You got to go after your health. If I don't sit, I can sit down and want to be thin, but if I don't go and work out, nothing's going to happen. Supernatural, I lost nine pounds in a week because I did something. I walked four miles. Like, was in the cold. I was like, oh, Jesus, it's cold out here. <laughs> you got to do something. You got to do some walk. You know, the Bible says, Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. If you don't step, ain't nothing for him to order. Steps. You got to walk towards something. You got to have vision. Write the vision. Where there's no vision, people perish. What, what, what areas that you're perishing in right now? Finances, health, relationship. What, what, what's perishing in your life? There's no vision in that area. No, no prophetic word. No, 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 no believing in Jesus in that area. You can believe Jesus for your, your sins to be forgiven, but not believing for healing for your body. You, you got to, faith works in the same, in the realm, of, in the same realm. It works for everything. Second Peter, I'm sorry, second Peter chapter one, verse three and four. Let's go there real quick. Everybody say his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So God has given us Everything that we need that pertains to this life and to live holy. Everything. Say, God has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness. Let's, let's check this out. Through the knowledge of him who has called you to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his what? And, and very great promises. So let's stop there. What are these promises for? Sometimes people, there's, uh, when I was growing up, they had little promise boxes. Do you remember that? Little promise boxes. What are these promises for? Like, sometimes we, there's over 6,000 promises, and we're like, oh, they're cute. Oh, I love these promises. Oh, it's such a promise. All right. Uh, you, you don't need money in heaven. You won't need health in heaven. You won't need wisdom in hell, heaven. You will have the one who is wisdom. All right. Like, all right. Let's, let's look at this. By which he has granted to us, everybody needs to see this. By which he has granted to us uh, his precious and very great promises. Why? So that through what? Them you may become what? Partakers of divine nature. Oh, well, let's stop there. So it's through these promises we become partakers of God's divine nature. It is through these promises that we get his life. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. If you want to escape, there's two laws in the world. The law of sin and death 
and the law of life that is in Christ Jesus. And so you're either operating in the law of sin and death or the law of life in Christ Jesus. You're either operating in the curse or the blessing. The choice is yours. The Lord says this. He says, I put before you death and life. All right, that, that, was, that was nice. That was nice of the Lord, right? Then he says, but if I were you, I would choose life. You got a choice. So to, to go back to what I said earlier, some of y'all still struggling with it. God is in control. <laughs> you are more in control than you think you are. Yes. You know, if you sit and eat the wrong food and get sick, but the Lord had nothing to do with it. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you lose your car, maybe you, you couldn't afford it, so you made a bad decision. Now, I'm not saying the Lord is merciful. He will help you. But sometimes he'll let you go through. He'll like, lose the house, lose the car, lose your family. <laughs> He's like, oh, what happened? What happened? You're dependent on it. And some of us got great jobs. Come on, if you got a great job, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you got a great job. All right? Yeah, that's a job, right? But guess what? That job is there to, to provide you some seed, but that's not your work. <laughs> that job, they, they gave you an offer. You took it, but they could take that offer away. <laughs> and then you have a crisis. So while you got the job, believe in God, trust in God, and work your gift while you work in that man or woman's job. So that when it's time to go, boom, let me off. I'm free to do what God called me to do. Amen. Amen. So that scripture right there. And then I don't have time. 2 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Take, write, write it down. You can put that up, Alfred. Um, 2 Timothy, Landis. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 says, God is, he says, charge the rich. And he goes on, he says, God has given us all things to enjoy. How I many know 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17? God has given us all things to enjoy. Did God give us all things to enjoy? Yeah, so he wants you to enjoy what he's given us. Uh, sometimes people have a problem with God blessing, uh, you know, his people with mansions or big homes. But how I many know that if he's preparing a, a mansion for us, how much more than right here on earth? So why would he say, you know, what, I'm going to allocate everything good for the life to come? Um, this produces the vision for more. You can, you can have a blessed marriage. That's two, three amens. <laughs> Some of y'all got hell marriages. Oh, Lord, I'm married to the devil, the seed of the devil, the seed of Chucky. <laughs> he won't do right, PD. She won't do right. Okay, you do right and let God bring his blessing on that marriage. Amen? Um, bless children. I don't know why my children are angry. One, you, some people are calling them bad. So you're releasing badness on your kids. You're just bad. The devil makes sure that happens. He, he'll work on that kid. Ah, you're bad. You're bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. You know, and, and, and that word produces badness. You're annoying. Now, annoyingness, you know, what kids, what parents do in moderation, kids do in excess. So you are annoyed, so it's going to be multiplied. <laughs> um, and then it says, um, you can have a blessed walk with Christ. God wants you to have more, more of his word, more of his joy, more of his provision. You are, sometimes some of us are satisfied with what we have but we got to have a vision for more. Let's go back to Psalm 115 as I close. Psalm 115. I didn't even get to two-thirds of it. 
Everybody got a pen? Because you're going to do some assignment. Um, if you don't have a pen, raise your hand. Somebody will serve you. Most of y'all come to church without a pen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I have my phone. Come on, let's get back to the <laughs> cave days. Psalm 115. Let's, let's go. Let's look at verse 14. If you got a pen, somebody's going to give you a pen. Verse 14 says this, may the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Let's, let's take a look at this, 14 and 15. It says this, um, the, Lord, the Lord wants to bless you. The Lord has increased on his mind. Everybody say, the Lord has, Lord has increased increase. on my mind, on his mind. And just like he has increased on his mind, we should have increased on our mind. Amen. Sometimes when you're going to um, these fast food restaurants and you go through Chick for Heaven and McDevils, and, and, and you know, you just say, um, back in the day, it was like, um, supersize me, right? Uh, I think they took that away. But you give me a large through the app. Give me a large. That's increase on your mind. You know, think increase. Think increase. Give me a large, extra large. A little stuff like that will help you to get a mindset of increase, right? Think large, think big. You may have big dreams and have a small budget, but still think big. Don't, don't rob the bigness of, of, of more with small budget. You still can think big. And so this scripture tells us that the Lord wants to increase us more and more. He has more in store for you. Say the Lord has. More in store for me. If you think that this is all there is, some of us got an education, some of us got a good job, and then we, we just get a job, get, get bills, pay your bills, come home and look at television and recycle. Recycle. There's more. There's got to be more to life than making money and paying bills. Get with the program, God's program. There's more than going to school and having a bunch of debt that's going to take you a lifetime to pay off. There's got to be more, more than raising your kids and getting them out of the house and then you begging for them to come back. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's more to this life than going through the cycle of getting a job, paying for bills. You get a bigger house. And so it's act like you, you sound, you're acting like you got the small house because you're still at the same level of income and you know, expenses, right? And so you just recycle. We, it's like robots. We just go through over and over again. And we sit down in front of our little television and look at TikTok. TikTok is dangerous, by the way. TikTok, just like, just look at it, just like, oh, what the heck? Look, people, you're looking at people's lives. And then we go entertained by the people that are getting paid to entertain us. There's got to be more to life. Why don't you read a book? You're one book away from a breakthrough. Yes. One podcast away from a breakthrough. Yes. And yet you spend, you waste your life, wasting your life away by looking at the Instagram, social media, looking at television or movies. I'm not saying that I look at movies. There's something good about, you know, entertainment is fine. God has given us all things to enjoy. But don't just stay in the entertainment. Let's grow. Let's get more. Amen. And so the Lord has more. There's a scripture. Um, you have not known joy that the way God wants you to have joy on this side of heaven. You have not known love that the way God wants you to have love here on earth. First Corinthians. Y'all don't mind if I take a couple more minutes, right? First Corinthians chapter two. 
1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's go over that real quick. We're talking about vision for more. You know, you've been married 20 years and it's like, oh, there's got to be more. That doesn't mean you walk out on the person. <laughs> I'm not in, like, oh, there's got to be more. <laughs> Get somebody younger. Hey, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just <laughs> That's not the will of God. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> I'm saying, like, there's got to be more within that marriage. Amen. Amen. How can we have more flame? There's got to be more. How can we enjoy our children more? There's got to be more. How can we enjoy our job more? There's got to be more. It's not just about getting more things because you can get the things without God and be miserable. You know how good you get a nice car. Boom. You like it. It smells good. And then a month later, a week later, like, okay, there's a dissatisfaction, right? You get that house. Oh, man, I love this house. Oh, this, this, oh, I got the house. You show everybody. You take pictures. Oh, look what the Lord has done. Got keys. You know, people are showing keys. And then you like, they get it. And then a week later, like, huh. There's more. There's more, right? You get that nice car, but what about that gas? <laughs> you get that bigger house. What about the PSNG bill? <laughs> oh, now your bill goes from 150. 800. Oh, Jesus. They didn't tell me about that. Right? So, so, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to have people work for me. And then you got to have insurance for the people that work for you. <laughs> oh, man, they didn't tell me about that. I got to pay taxes. Unemployment taxes on the people who work for me. Come on. Yeah. Uh -huh. See, somebody want more, but you haven't counted the cost. All right. First Corinthians chapter two. Let's look at verse nine. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagine what God has, has prepared for those who love him. How many know that God has some things prepared for us? He has some good things. He has some wisdom. He has some joy. He has some finances. He has some things prepared for us. There's a group of people that you're supposed to be a part of. There's a tribe. Some of y'all don't have tribes. You don't have people you can call your own company. But there's some people he reserved just for you. But guess what? If you don't ever walk out that plan, you'll never have that, those company. You won't ever get to know your people that God has identified you. Friends who are real friends. Friends who's going to sharpen you. Friends who's going to add to you. If, you. if you're the one who has the biggest mindset, mega mindset in your friends group, it's time for you to get some new friends. If you're the wisest person in your group, <laughs> you got the wrong group. You know, there, there's a thing called the goats, right? <laughs> Greatest of all time. Get some goats in your group. Oh, what are you doing? I've, my wife's been telling me for years, you got to learn how to play golf. Because, mm. you know, <laughs> you know, I play, they watching basketball. Come on, come on. I'm going to play golf with the rich people. Because that's what I'm thinking. Come on. Are, are you with me? Like, like, like you, you got you to go beyond Walmart and Target. You got to think bigger. Like, I had the dream of, you know, I was ordering these little um, um, backpacks. I was all happy with them from Amazon. And I was like, what's the name of the place? The, the, the place that Pastor Kenneth blessed me with? The, to me. I was like, well, what is this? Where are you coming from? I didn't even know the name of it. That's more. That's bigger. Had my name on it. <laughs> I think it's a lifetime guarantee. Like, whoa, let me cut this up and send it back, get another color. You know? <laughs> I'm saying thinking bigger. Amen. Now, I'm not telling you to have false prosperity, 
and acting like something that you're not. If you can only afford Target, stay with Target for a little bit until you work your grace till you get more money. But don't try to get ahead of, ahead of God. Amen. Amen. Um, so God has some things. So a lot of times people have allocated that to the future, right? How many have heard that? The eyes have not seen, the ears have not heard the things that God has in store. Your heart has not even imagined. You know, your heart has not even imagined. And so let's look at this, verse 10. These things God has revealed to who? Us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything and even the depths of God. So we see that these things have been revealed. So it's not just they're not revealed, but they're for us for, for life. And like I said, some people will tell you to be satisfied with your lot in life. If it was up to the devil, I would have stayed in Jonesboro, Arkansas, where I was born, and I would have went to the, the university there called ASU, Arkansas State University, and my mom's dad was one of the first blacks to graduate from that university. And I just, you see that plug? I put that plug in. Um, <laughs> and, and yet, um, you know, graduated and then probably went to the little no normal Baptist um, seminary and, and pastor a country church. God had more for me. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And let's finish verse 16. Let's go to Psalm 115. Go back. Verse 16. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth has he has given to the who? Come on, speak it out loud. Children of man. So heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth has, he has given to the children of man. The earth is our realm. Amen. Romans 5, 17 says we are to reign in life through Christ. And there's a, that's a verse that actually says we're to reign in life. Paul used the word reign. Are you reigning or are you surviving? Genesis 1, says we're to subdue and rule in this earth, this life. Some are stuck in what has been modeled before them. You've seen your parents go through certain things, and so you're just a duplication of what you've seen. How I many you know sometimes, if, unless it was really great, you need to break that. There's more. There's more. Everybody say, there's more. more. Your experience should not define your future. Your experiences should not define your future. All you know is all that you know, and all that you know, and then your experience, your knowledge, is not all there is to know. All you have believed isn't all there is to believe for. Growth is inevitable when you walk with God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One guy got mad at me because I, I told him that God never called me to preach to empty chairs. So what do you see? Uh, take a few minutes right now and write down on that index card. Write down two things that you want to see more in as I talk to you. More. Think big. God is a dreamer. God, he thinks so big and wide. You can see from Isaiah 55, you see from, from Genesis 1, he, he's, he, he thinks big. Thinks Think big. Dream big. You should be dreaming big. There's got to be more to life. 
more. There is a blessing in contentment, but contentment is not satisfaction. You can be content with what you have and still desire more. What if the slaves of this country was content and satisfied being a slave? Yes, master, no master. Uh-uh, uh-uh, there's gotta be more. So the idea of whatever you have in life, that's God's will. That is one of the biggest lie there is. What you have is all the result of what you believe and, and, and said from yesterday, what you have today. So if you're not satisfied with what you have, you got to change the way you see things. You got to change the way you believe for things. And we started out this series in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. If you can believe for it, all things are possible. It wasn't that if God can do it. No one ever got healed based on what if God can. No one ever got healed or prosperous by what if God can. Or what if he will? Still not enough. People get healed, people get prosperous by believing they can. And you become, if your soul begins to prosper, it will show up on the outside. It will draw success. Before you can have success, you got to become success. Successful in your daily habits. Successful in your mindset. Change the way you think. Vision for more. It's not about greed and feeding your selfish flesh. It's about believing what God has for me. What does God have for you? My last thing, this is your homework for next week and for those who are visiting. I want you to go home and I want you to write December 2023. Write that down right now. December 2023. 2023. December 2023. And I want you to act like this is December 31st, 2023. What is it that you have accomplished? Say, I finished my first semester. I started the proposal. I did this and I did that. And I want you to write out what you want to see December 31st, 2023. Whatever it is. Because you know, you know what God does? <laughs> Before he begins something, he starts at the end. He works backwards. And we should work backwards. Go ahead. Before you start your day tomorrow, write out the vision for the day. What is it that you're going to accomplish? And what I found, this is a little, pra- a little thing, a little practical thing that I've done, is I stop saying I will. I say I am. You know, y'all want to know what I... I said, I am one of the most in-demand pastors, preachers in the world. I am. People contact me on a regular basis to invite me to come. And they fly me first class. And they give me big honorarians. And I stay in five to seven star hotel. I declare that. (laughs) People chase me down. People contact me on a regular basis. I thank you, Lord, that KLM is one of the biggest churches in, in New Jersey, in the East Coast. People come here from all over. People are moving across the world to be a part of this church. <laughs> I'm just letting you in a little something. I don't say, I don't push it off. I say, I am doing this. I am anointed. I do see the, the, the blind receive sight. I receive the deaf. I see deaf people receiving hearing. 
Y'all saw that, that that's how it happened. Jesus the dentist shows up everywhere I go. <laughs> I say that. Now, present tense. I don't allocate one day, one day, one day. We show I overcome now. I overcome today. Today, today, not now. I am this. I am prosperous, not trying to be prosperous. I shall be prosperous one day. That never, I'm telling you, that doesn't work. Say, present tense, I am. It changes everything. I am anointed to learn languages. There's three languages that I should be learning. Spanish, Greek, and Hebrew. I'm anointed to learn languages. That is my sweet spot. Amen. Amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.